Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is Anupa Mystery, and you're listening to Burnout, short conversations about creative sustainability with working artists from Toronto and beyond. I started this project because I was burnt out. I've been writing and producing stories about the arts for years, and I kind of lost myself in the work. A year ago, I was too scared to pick up a pen and write down a private thought. The idea of making work for myself was paralyzing, and I didn't want to live the rest of my life like that. So today, I'm sharing a project that I produced and managed to edit all by myself, with some recording help from Vocal Fry Studios in Toronto. When I came up with the idea for this project, I really just wanted to get some inspiration from really my friends and my community, people who I saw making work, and it kind of seemed like they had endless capacity to just keep doing that. I hope these conversations will keep you going, and if you're already going, I hope that they'll introduce you to some wonderful people who are doing some really cool things to make Toronto and where they live a great place. So I knew Shad was the first person that I wanted to talk to about how to keep going. He is a musician and the host of the Peabody award-winning docuseries Hip Hop Evolution. We also worked together. I was a producer when Shad was the host of Q on CBC Radio. So disclosure, we are friends. He is a great friend. In fact, one time, uh, one of my favorite hats blew off my head at a train stop and he jumped down onto the train tracks to get it back. Shad has a new album out called A Short Story About a War. It's his sixth album, which is kind of nuts, and it offers a brilliant, relevant human perspective that really cuts through the ideological binaries of our current political and social climate. It's all about how the fear we see in public is a manifestation of the fear we feel on the inside. And needless to say, I could relate. Here's my conversation with Shad. It's funny because I I remember I took a week off uh, the week that Lemonade came out. And I already told myself in that week off, I'm like, there's going to be no, I'm not going to consume any culture. And so by the time I got back, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, (laughs) that's too late. Yeah. It already happened. Yeah. So I had to have all these Lemonade conversations. And I don't think I listened to it or watched it for like six months. Is, you know, it, is it, this an admission that you is, like went on air and talked about lemonade without having constantly? Without having, <laughs> <laughs> I had to not check out lemonade. Wow. Get it, got it, good. 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 My name is Shad. My whole career has been basically in music, but I also uh, have hosted Q on CBC Radio. I host Hip Hop Evolution right now um, that you can check out on Netflix. So I do some different things, but, you know, I think music is basically the heart of of what I do. You've been putting out records for Mm -hmm. like 13 years now, but how long have you been making music for? You know, not that much earlier than when I came out with my first album. You know, I was rapping with friends in a group before that, but... What was the group name? Uh, bread and water. I know. <laughs> like iron and wine. <laughs> bread and water. Doesn't sound like an exciting group. <laughs> no. 
Uh, did you yeah. think this would last this long? Like no. going back to 13 years? No. Ago. And I used to ask people that on cue, you know, like I'd say I'd be interviewing somebody who's old, right? I'd be like, hey, like, did you think you'd still be making music? They're like, yeah. And so I stopped asking that question. All of them were like, yeah, obviously. But for me, that's never how I felt. That's so interesting. What do you see as maybe the difference between these people that you've had all these conversations with and mm-hmm. yourself? Um, I don't know. Wh- I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a kind of confidence, but I always just have approached things one project at a time. Yeah. That's always felt very manageable to me and like the right mindset. It was liberating. Like when I made my first album to resolve any questions of like, am I an artist or not? Which a lot of younger people go through, right? Yeah. Like when you kind of get the bug and then you're like, am I an artist? Should I do this? Should I not do this? I resolved that by going, well, I want to record these songs now. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need to know. We'll go from there. And I think that's how I've continued to do things. What, okay, what was the mm-hmm. next step then? You're like, okay, I'm an artist. And yeah. you're like, oh, maybe I, I do have the drive to execute this again. Yeah, I think it, it was never like, I think I'm an artist. It's like, I made the thing I wanted to make. Dope. Now I got to see if I can make a career of this. Like, if I can support myself doing this. Um, otherwise, it's all good. But I got to pivot to something else. What did making it professionally look like to you, though, then? Um, my relationship to money is like, I want to have to not think about money. Okay. So you're going into your sixth album. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in September, yep. or I guess October, by the time yeah. this comes out, yep. it'll be out. Um, are those things compatible now, making mm-hmm. music now and not having to worry about your bills? Um uh, oh yeah I mean for me yeah I mean I've been lucky right but um, the industry I studied business in school mm-hmm. and like one of my main insights after four years of studying business is that money doesn't make sense and then that was only <laughs> further reinforced by like my career in the music industry money like I don't understand it mm-hmm. I don't understand where the industry is at right now if I ever understood it before but I don't feel stressed about it I've I've been able to get this far and and also i still have the mentality of like if i got to pivot to something else i'll pivot to something else mm-hmm. so money's That's the it. afterthought it has to be to yeah. me it has to be secondary so this new album mm-hmm. is called a short story about a war and you know it's a concept record i think as the name very clearly implies mm-hmm. um, but you boiled it down to this it's an album about fear so maybe that'll have some tentacles into what we're talking about here but mm-hmm. but tell me what you're thinking about one day i sort of just saw this uh, image, kind of a story, but kind of an image. And the the image was this war, this this desert, and uh, people are running and ducking, and bullets are whizzing, and uh, people are afraid. And that was the kind of picture, you know. That was the the setting. And uh, the sniper was in its his uh, elevated position there, and uh, I could I could enter into his sense of loneliness and he felt lonely and he felt conflicted about the violence that he was a part of. I just saw these parallels to our world right mm-hmm. away. You know, so the sniper, for example, that's like people in our society that are elevated, enjoy elevated positions. There's like a relative safety and there's power, but there's also a sense of loneliness and disconnection. Okay, so then, you know, the, I, I'm seeing other characters, I'm seeing other people fighting and, and clearly seeing parallels right away to our world. And then I saw this one character in the story who's just like in the middle of all this chaos and he kind of like 
picks a bullet off of the ground and is like, is is this what people are running away from? These actually can't hurt you. I don't I don't get it. And he doesn't he he has no weapons and he just kind of walks around. I really found myself thinking about this idea of how much of what we perceive as threatening is actually just fear mm. and actually is just an illusion. It it made me think of it's making me think of something that Kamasi Washington said when I interviewed him earlier this year. Hmm. Slight flex for the second time. <laughs> Um, uh, he was like, you know, like you can tire yourself out thinking about making change in in a grander sense Mm -hmm. because we actually have power on this one-to-one level. Totally. Some deep shit. Yeah, 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 (laughs) it is. It it really is, you know? And like, I have a song towards the end of the album that's exactly about that. You know, the song is called Another Year. It kind of takes you out of this imagined fictional world and like intense chaotic scenario and goes like... It's just our relationships, our ordinary relationships where all this stuff plays out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we can get really worked up about very big situations. And then it's like, but how do I treat like my sister or like my partner or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What got you thinking about fear in this way? Like something must have mm-hmm. triggered it. I think I was thinking a lot about our world and how it so much feels like violence. Yeah. I think that's what I was thinking about was how much feels like violence like um in the city landscape like toronto and how much construction there is but construction looks the same as destruction mm. right mm-hmm. so it's like that feels violent like it there's something about that and uh and even i was thinking about just our posture towards one another and how strange it is that we are so defensive we don't pass each other with this open heart we pass each other with like a I don't know like I'm sizing you up you're sizing me up you know yeah I mean one thing that kind of was my uh impulse for wanting to do this was I realized that I was being pushed around and felt aimless because of fear you know lots of insecurity lots of like and and insecurity about things that I was like I don't even want that like I don't that's not so I had to take the time to be like okay like what is it that I'm scared of and, and it turns out it's the same thing we're all scared of right like failure like not being able to pay your bills yeah. like I don't know all that stuff to me the album's about fear and the central question is like what what are you afraid of what are we afraid of because it might not be real it's not real <laughs> it might not be real yeah you know um to pause and actually ask that question you know is is hard work we want better things to be propelling us forward It's my life's work. Part of the reason I wanted to have, or the reason I wanted to have you on is because while I was going through all this stuff, your video arrived in my inbox, and I was like, oh, "There's my friend Shad smile." That made me when I was having such a bad day, and I was like, "It made me feel so good." But beyond that, I was like, "Man, this guy just keeps doing stuff," you know. And it almost feels like you don't, you're not driven by fear in the way that so many people are. Hmm. Cool. Is that um, 
true. Well, that means that means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I try, I try. It's if that's my work. You know, you were saying that's the hard work. I feel like that's my work every day, every single day. I need to do that. Like I wake up and I feel whatever I feel. You know, um, I would say if I had to ballpark it, one out of seven days I wake up and feel amazing. The other six is a mix of either bad or okay. This is part of how I pray, basically. Yeah. I think about how I feel. I try to name that, you know? I think about what's actually happened, and it's 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 amazing how different those two things can be. Right. I can wake up some days and just, like, just feel all the anxiety and, you mm-hmm. know? And then I go, okay, now what actually happened in the last 24 hours? Mm-hmm. All good things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, so actually my life's, my life's fine. Now what do I want my life to be about? Mm-hmm. What's today about? Mm-hmm. And that often comes down to, again, two things, relationships and work. Hmm. And how can I, what are the relationships in my life today? And how can I approach those right? And what's my work today? What's my actual work today? Mm-hmm. Whether that's um, finding the right baseline for a song or, you know, having this interview. Hmm. What is my work today and how can I do that? But I don't want that to sound like, that's automatic you know it's like i i I work at that because i feel fear like everybody else right celebrities they're just like us (laughs) (laughs) you know i had a day last week where i you know was out reintegrating myself back into toronto and i'm having some anxieties about that but because i've been doing all this processing and being like okay like what is it that you're actually scared of Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day i like went home and i made a list and i was like this is all insane. How can I like think about that that physiological thing that's going on? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of crazy to catalog all of that and I be know. like, that's not how I feel at all. I find you interesting, Anupa. I find you interesting too, Shot. I find you very interesting. <laughs> this is the first time that we're talking about this stuff and not like your love of like Linda Perry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or something like that. Or like me catching you up on memes or something like that. <laughs> I know. No, I find you very interesting because, you know, I, I admire you so much as a writer. I think you're so gifted and so good at what you do. And, uh, and then uh, as a person, you feel a lot and that's part of your gift, you know? I think in terms of you shaking your head. No, but you do. You do. You it's just so weird because I don't think I put that out there. But then people who I'm like, even if we don't know each other super well, they always say that about me. And that I'm you like, feel a lot. How, how, what am I putting out there? That- well, no, be, but because because it takes that sensitivity to be good at, um, at, at writing, I think, to be that um, nuanced and accurate. But then, you know, I think it fascinates me because I'm like, well, that's a lot of work, though. Sensitive people, I always, um, I always like empathize because they are to me like the soul of the world, but they have a lot of like, it's hard. But they're the ones that keep everything sane and they're not valued as much as they should be. Because we're all running around like crazy people yeah. doing this violence to each other yeah. and uh, participating in systems that make no sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few people that, like, perceive it and feel it. And then some, like you, have the gift of also being able to articulate it. But without that, we're lost. Well, you're also one of these people. I don't feel, like, I can turn it off 
Oh, how do how do I get that? No, no, <laughs> no. You are who you are. You can't. Of course. And that's good because you will always keep the rest of us sane. But um, I can turn it off. What does that look like? It's not good. It's me not being healthy. Hmm. That's me not being healthy. But I'm able to do it. Turn myself down to seven or six and a half, you know? And just move through the world. Mm-hmm. And eventually it will probably reveal itself to not be healthy because you can't keep that stuff can't operate like that forever you know what I mean like is that part of what this art making stuff is for you too a way of, of processing it it's a part of it's it's my way of being like this is this is all of me actually you know because mm. I can do the 6.5 me and be reasonably happy and like you know that's part of survival too sometimes you know I think about like my parents and you know they they never had the opportunity to like try and I don't know be their live their best life or whatever you know they can do it it's no problem they're happy mm-hmm. I'd be happy too as someone who also has is able to try different things you know I'm in this place now where I'm like oh I'm very fortunate being able to do all these different things this is really uh me being you know allowed to live my best life mm-hmm. Uh, this is how I think about some of those experiences. Let's talk about Q, for example. Like, mm. that was, for me, it came at a time when I had I had finished um, Flying Colors. That was my fourth album. Part of the, the satisfaction from that album, there was a sense of cool. Okay. I felt very satisfied. Okay. And that satisfaction made me feel like, cool i'm open to i'm open right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna make music music is my thing but i'm open to being a learner again i'm open to trying other things and yeah and then q was i came into that with a very open mm. posture of like i know i'm not gonna be good at this to start at least you know like I'm gonna have to learn how mm-hmm. to do this someone that is going to um, be a, a trusted voice to help other people understand a conversation and like be a conduit for other people's ideas is something I haven't tried before but uh, these people think I might have something to bring to it and actually it's a big part of who I am too is actually not being a speaker but being more of a listener and being mm. a facilitator and did you feel good when it ended? I felt um Okay, I felt a few things. Let me try and name these feelings. I felt really good about how much effort I put in every day mm. to the work and to the kind of work we were just discussing. Um because when you talk about sitting across from strangers, it's all about what energy am I bringing to this conversation? What is my posture as the host? And they're my guest, right? So there's that hard work of disarming yourself every single time. And I felt okay about them making whatever decision they have to make, you know? At the same time, I did feel like, obviously, uh, no one likes failure. I don't like failure. So that's not great. But also... Did you feel like you failed? Sure. I felt like in the sense that um, 
I came there to help and I wasn't able to help as much as I wanted to help. Okay. So that that was the the negative feeling. But it's not that bad. There is an element of when you're you you have an inherently kind of risky career or you're mm-hmm. an artist or something like that that yeah, like failure is baked into the process a little bit, but it 100%. is so scary because you're like it forces you to think about bigger things than just the failure of this enterprise that you embarked on. Exactly. And it's like, it it depends on what's tied up in it. You know, like I feel also fortunate that I came into that as like, yeah, I've never done this before. Like I'm not a, I'm not a radio host. So I failed at the thing that is not my thing. You know, um, music is my thing. And, uh, so if I failed at that, then I would, have to wrestle with more feelings of like uh you know is this my thing is you know all that right type of stuff and who am i type of questions um i don't really feel that you just feel the pang of like ah i i wanted to help you more i'm sorry you know i i don't want to let i don't like to let people down i don't like to feel like you know um yeah i've let people down well for the record i don't think that you failed and i think a lot of people feel the same way it was really fun yeah i had a lot of fun i will say you know i i you know when you had time to be engaged because you're also being pulled in lots of different directions but when you're able to like sit in that story meeting you were fully present you know like there was not i don't know it didn't feel like you were like yeah yeah, yeah i know all this it was in that sense, I mean, for me, I'll say it felt successful, you know? Well, like, I you. was like, this this is what it should feel like. I tried every day mm-hmm. to bring that level of, like, focus and mm-hmm. presence. And I know that, and I feel good about that. It's kind of like magic, huh? It caused a distraction and poof. All that we have disappears and we clap and forget that it happened. Forgot that we lost it, forgot that the magic men have it. They grabbed it, they stole it, they caused a distraction. Distraction, distraction. Wow. It's all a distraction. Imagine. Like magic. Ooh. Gone is our land, our language, our history, ancestry, families vanished like it was magic. Ooh. Gone is our greatness, our sacred places and practices. Suddenly we feel vacant. We saw him take it though. I'm gonna go back to something you said just now, which was you know, it's one thing for you to quote unquote fail at hosting. Um, but if you had failed at music, that would be something much harder to reckon with. Uh, have you felt before that you failed at music? That's a good question. In 13 years, like, what, have you had a if, moment? Mm-hmm. I don't feel that, I don't carry any memory of feeling like I've failed. Um, just because, I mean, even like adult contempt, for example, like, which most people have not heard, you know, in, in that sense, it's a failure. Like people haven't heard it, but I'm proud of it again. Like, again, I'm proud of it. I know how hard I worked on it. I, I think it's a weird thing that it's interesting, you know? So I can't lie to you. I don't feel any sense of failure around that like I think I would feel a sense of failure if it's like I didn't do the thing that was in my heart you know and it was like yeah I wasn't brave enough right if you were like 
I have this obligation and I just have to put some shit out. So I I'm put some gonna... out and it was like it wasn't in my heart. I didn't care about the listener. I yeah, there's things that would feel like failure to me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh fortunately I just don't feel like I've experienced that. I felt failure in the sense of like yeah, anytime I make an album I'm like, yeah, 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 it's not as good as I wanted it to be. But like not for, but not for lack of trying. That's just like a neurotic. It's just kinda... an, it's a neurotic thing. It's a reality of like I'm not all of my favorite artists rolled into one, <laughs> and you just have to like be okay with that. What what would that be? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I would be like uh like Joni Mitchell, Kanye, Tanya Tagak. Like I bring up Tanya Tagak because I feel like she can represent all human emotions and experiences with her instrument. You know the whole spectrum and I my favorite artists are like that you know I don't know if we can say Kanye's name but at his best I felt like he could represent so many different feelings um from from joy to rage to sadness you know and I I think that's the that's the gift he wants to share his heart and like he understands and I think he's right on this point he understands like that's his main responsibility as an artist is like I got to model that for the world. I got to model that fearlessness for the world. Now, some of the his political opinions, I wish I could unhear. Mm. Like, I wish I could unhear them. But in some ways, he is kind of, although so much of his success is tied up in money and fame and celebrity, he has always done what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually super rare, I think, for someone at his level. Oh, um, so rare, right? Yeah. So rare to be like, yeah, 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 I'm going to risk burning down my whole career. Yeah. Like a couple times. Yeah. You've been like, yeah, yeah, I'll risk that. I have to risk that. Yeah. Anyone who's not phoning it in, I guess, is what I admire the most because that's my temptation because I'm like my uh, that would be my shadow side would be lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I admire anyone who is just like not who is trying every day. That's my challenge. And so that can be any number of people. I saw a classified song the other day and I'm like, good for him. Like he's finding new things to say on album 17 and like not phoning it in. Yeah. You know? Yes. Good for him. Building a career in Canada, an arts career in Canada. There's no kind of in between of building a career, an artistic career in a way that feels kind of sustainable and isn't Mm -hmm sacrificial or something like that yeah. in some way. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. That? You know, it's it's really hard. When I started, there was the music industry. Yeah. And then there was a small tier of people that have independently made something and they're trying to push it and um and there's a listening public who's interested in that world. There were real ways that you could get something going and then maybe make it up to that level where there's like a whole industry and infrastructure. It's a lot simpler. I made an album in my first album in 2005 and just having a CD that looked professional, (laughs) I was like in the game, Mm. you know, in a small amount of people, Mm -hmm. there were avenues. So I feel lucky because I, that's when I came up and that's when I started now. Um, it's it's bewildering and and there there are deep issues i think mm-hmm. like right now there are basically 
two or three companies that distribute music, period. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Not just a business economic problem for artists. It's also a cultural problem, like, for the world. I always just think about that second. I just make the thing. I just have faith in that. I don't know why. I don't know why. I shouldn't, but I do. Thanks for listening to Burnout. For now, I'm doing three episodes, and that's it. So if you like it, subscribe to the newsletter at anupa.substack.com. That's A-N-U-P-A. And if you want to hear more, please let me know. You can find my email address in the newsletter. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.